You can't measure exactly what God's going to do. So many times people want to just put the measurement on, we could just give them the money. and, and mm. But there's just so many other things that take place. And I think yeah. that's part of one of the stories is just, and it's kind of a generic thing, is just how many relationships were made. You know, genuine mm. relationships, people loving on people, regardless of race, regardless of region, regardless of, you know, economic things, just people just connecting with people uh, and, yeah. and praying for them and loving them and believing in them. Welcome to Stories I Didn't Tell last Sunday. I'm Doug McAllister. Joining me today, Pastor Ken, who just got back from Argentina. He led a go trip down to visit Pastor Luis Padilla, who is joining us via Zoom. Man, don't you love technology, Padilla? It's pretty sweet, man. There you are. You're, what, three hours ahead of us, uh, Luis? Three hours ahead of you. Yeah, so uh, what city are you in today? Where are you? We are in our home here in uh, Salta. Salta, Argentina, Northwest Argentina. You're in Salta, and you're three hours ahead of yes. Louisiana time. Yeah. yeah, so the world hasn't ended yet. I would have told you about it. <laughs> Good. we got three more hours to go at least, we know. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But if you could give us the uh, lottery numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go and look online. Tell us what's going on, man. Yeah, and tell us who's going to win this. Who's going to win the uh, World Cup? Yeah, yeah the, the World Cup. The world give us some World Cup predictions. Man, if I had that, I don't think I'd be in the Zoom right now. Hey, man. Argentina's looking good, man. You guys may go all the way, huh? We may. We favored to win it all, man. I know what? some parts of the world are pretty mad at us, but uh, we favored uh-huh. to win it all. When's the last time you guys won it all? Uh, 1986. So we lost four finals after that. It's been a wow. long time. Or two, two finals, right, sorry. Man. And, and you're wearing your soccer colors. Is that the Argentine colors? Yeah. Yeah, this is... And mm-hmm. I'm wearing black. This is my morning colors because LSU was kicked <laughs> out of the playoffs. So I'm I'm in mourning today. Oh man! So I got my hat on. Though, Wait, so, so did Arkansas, Arkansas beat them? Everybody, everybody beat them. Beat them. Yeah, the oh, local man. high school beat them last weekend. It's, it's been a wow. really really bad ending to our season. Hey, we had a we had a we had an unexpected run though. No one thought we was going to finish in the top ten. So it was you know considering how bad it could have been. Brian Kelly's first year was you know good. He'll, he'll get 10 wins if he wins the bowl game. Yeah. Oh, but, dude, I know you that, guys man. are excited about the World Cup, man. You guys are are playing. Who's your next uh, game with? We played the Netherlands this Friday. Woo, the Netherlands, boy. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be pretty fierce. Yeah, it is. Who all's left in on your bracket? Who's, who's possibly going to uh, be? Well, uh, I know Brazil plays today. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head. Um, and then uh, I, I can't remember the other ones, PD. I can look it up real quick. Who are they playing? Who's Brazil playing today? I think they play Korea, huh? Or Japan? Korea, right? yep. Wow. Yeah, Korea. So you guys could possibly face Brazil in the semifinals then? Yeah, we first have to beat the Netherlands, and yeah. then uh, Brazil has to beat either Croatia or Japan. Yeah. If they beat Korea, and then we would have to play the big um, – Semi-final class. The big the Southern, Southern American classic is what is known. Uh, Dude, that may be uh, a civil war, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, play, it's pretty bad. There may be bloodshed involved. Yeah. If just for this Friday, for a quarterfinal game, the country shut down. Yeah, I can't think what that semifinal is going to be like. They'll probably get the whole week or weekend off at least. The whole continent is yeah. going to be off, man. Yeah. 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 It'll be it'll be Rio party across the, across the right. country. Yeah. 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 Well, man, we just are so excited to be able to see your face. You know, we talk about you all the time. We pray for you every day. 
Miss, Miss Rachel and I kick off our morning every day by praying for you and Lourdes, and we're so proud of the work that you're doing in Argentina, all the churches that you're planting, and you have a new assignment with uh, with your uh, your missions work. What are your what's your uh, assignment right now called? Uh, well, um, we're church planners here uh, for the most part in the north. We're working directly with the uh, national AG office, yeah, and uh, we're kind of in charge of the northwest uh, region. So uh, and and thank you, thank you, Pastor. And uh, and uh, so we work directly also with the uh, National Department of Church Planting. Yeah. Did you ever get your vehicle? I know the I know the Louisiana Network raised some money for you. You got that yes. all done. Yeah. People yes. ask me every Sunday. People are worried about your truck, man. So did you get your truck? <laughs> Tell everybody you got your truck, right? Yeah. I got the truck finally. Woohoo! Now <laughs> you're a real so country you. boy. You got a pickup I'm in Argentina. Yeah. You're a cowboy. So thank you too. Uh, what are they called? I am, man. What are cowboys called in Argentina? What's the word? What's the cowboy oh, uh, word? Uh, 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 um, is it gaucho? And, uh, gaucho, yep. yeah. Yeah, there it, it is. Gaucho. You, you yeah. told me that when I was there last time. You were you were the gaucho yeah. in, the, in the city, man. So you got a pickup yeah, truck? Yeah. What did you so buy? We got our truck. And we got a Ford Ranger. So thanks to the Louisiana Network, all the youth leaders in Louisiana, you know, Pastor Andy too, and everything you yeah. guys gave, man, we just just yeah. uh, blown away. Wish we could have had it. Wish we could have had the truck at the same time we got the offering. But after <laughs> yeah. four months, man, yeah. after four months to, of actually purchasing the vehicle. Did you had to walk? I mean, how'd you get around without a truck? Walk, to bicycle, taxi, bus. Man, um, Ubers. Yeah, Ubers, a lot of Ubers. Yeah, a lot of people at Journey were worried about you. How are you around? I said, I think he's on a bicycle. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was interesting. But that's part of, the you know, living in, in a third world country, man. And yeah. Argentina is doing pretty bad right now financially. So what they do is they get your money and they use it. They play with it and they tell you they don't have your car. That's really what happens. So but, they hold on to know, it like for four months, though? It took four months to get your four car? Months. Wow. Four months. Four months in. And whenever I asked what was the delay... It was delays in the fabrication and and factorization, whatever that means. Wow, that's fancy for I'm not telling you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't want you so to know where your was, truck is. Yeah. So uh, it was what color is your man. truck? You gotta send us a picture where we can show everybody. Okay, I can yeah. uh, send one to Cade right now. What but color? it's a Ford Ranger. Yeah. What color did you buy? And uh, 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 charcoal gray, which is an interesting story behind it too, because uh, on our first term, yeah. I also had a Ford Ranger charcoal. And uh, this time, what they were giving me was a uh, a white one. You know, I, I bought a white a white uh, truck, yeah. uh, but then the delay kept going. So uh, one of the agents said, "Hey, listen, we have one ready to go for you, which is charcoal gray. Do you mind if we change the color?" I said, "Man, give it to me, yellow, orange, purple. I don't. I could care less." I'll take gray. Yeah, and it just so happened as the same exact color of what I had before. So wow. that's pretty pretty nice, man. Love the truck, man. Yeah. It's a nice truck. We rode in it. Oh, you oh yeah. yeah you that. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. nice. Did you drive it from Salta all the way to meet at the airport with Ken and the group? You brought your- uh, No, I we drove it from Buenos Aires, right? Oh, you picked it up. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, because we because when we purchased it. Uh, in Buenos Aires, we were living there in Buenos Aires, thinking that within two months, because we lived there two months, right. I said, man, within two months, we'll have the vehicle. We'll drive it up north. Okay. Now, four months later, nothing. Man. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, man, I just I just got to move, move north to, uh, you know, to to uh, trying to send Kay the pictures here. But um, Walter. Uh, 
and so to Salta. And so we finally, we finally drove it up here. Uh, Twenty-four hour trip, man. Uh, so we stopped ten hours, and then the next day drove the, the rest of the way. Yeah. So, but yeah. but it's just a beautiful truck. And then whenever Pastor Ken and the team came, I drove to Tucumán, which from my house is a good uh, three and a half hours. Yeah. So we drove it there, left it there, and then went to pick them up in Buenos Aires when we came here. Yeah. We were, how many did we fit in that truck, PK? Oh, it was like a clown car. We just kept, <laughs> them, kept putting them in. Every car, even our Ubers, it was like, hey, how many can we put in? And then they yeah. told us, you can't have this many. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. no. When we went to the fishing trip up to the dam that day, we had a truck load, me, me, me you, and Cade, and there was like nine <laughs> people with us in your truck. Yeah. Cab was yeah. full. The back of the truck was full. Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a it was a full house. The very you won't believe this, but the very first church we started, uh, we had a team that came from Buenos Aires, teenagers, and uh they, they do street evangelism. And we fit in, no joke aside, because we fit in 18 to 24 people in that truck, man. That's, that's crazy. Cow. Yeah, they were laying on top of each other <laughs> and everything. It was like, yeah, we're in the mission field. <laughs> yeah, this is an outreach, man. Yeah, how many churches have you planted now, Luis? I know you go back. Five. Not enough. My answer would be not enough, but we've done five. Five. What year did you start uh, planting in Argentina? Uh, Two thousand thirteen. Thirteen. So you planted five churches. Tell us about. Give us an update on the five. I, I know we all love Mario, and I know he's going to be with Jesus now, but his family's yeah. carrying on. Just give us an update on where those five churches are, and then we're, we're going to get to the latest one when Pastor Kim was down there. Definitely. Well, first of all, thank you, Pastor Doug, Pastor Ken. Thanks for the invitation and allowing me to be here with you guys. It's, man, makes me want to cry, man, because you guys are my pastors and my family. And on top of that, my best friends. So just thank you guys for, for always holding the banner of Christ and and inviting me to this. Just don't feel worthy, but just thankful. Thankful for the privilege. So thank you for the invitation. Hey, before you, but, get um, it, before you get into it, uh, how's Lourdes and David? Are they good? They're doing really good. Oh, David's here? Yeah, David right. is in... Uh, in I didn't yeah, know he was yeah. here. He's, all right. Who's he with? He's in Arkansas. He's, yeah. oh, yeah, he's in he's paradise, in man. He's in the yeah, mountain. Yeah, we have our home there. So, you know, he uh, connected really good. The Lord's using him a lot, thankfully, with, with youth, uh, youth ministry there. Yeah. So he, he got invited to a youth convention. Nice. So uh, he went over there, but he's doing really good. Yeah, yeah. And he'll be I'm sorry, he'll he'll be with us, right, in Slidell to pick up his brother, right? And then they're gonna fly, come see you guys for Christmas. Is that? Uh, he actually went already. Oh no, <laughs> he went, but he didn't stay the weekend. Yeah, he didn't stay uh, okay. the weekend. Okay, okay. He went for a couple of days. Okay. So he went to say hi to his brother and you know my mom and them, but he had to go back to for ministry in uh, in Arkansas. He just left uh, Friday, I believe. Oh, okay. did, so, did he drive back yeah. or flew? No, he flew. He flew. My mom he gave my purchase a <clears throat> you know plane ticket. Right. So, but he's doing good. Adrian's doing good as well, and then yeah. Lourdes is really well also. So, just is she with you today? Good. Is she home? She's with. She's with me. Yeah, yeah. Tell her we love her. So, we miss her. I will. Miss I will. I will. Yeah. Thank you. She's terrified of cameras and speaking like this, but yeah. but she sends her greetings definitely. Good. Did you guys get a house yet? Are you in a home? Or yep. Or yeah, this is my, my office here, which, of course, you got to have uh, a bed in your office for nap time. How uh, <laughs> that laying before the Lord, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, this is our home, uh, thankfully, here in Salta. So, yeah, yeah we're renting. 
Is it close to where you live when I was there with you in uh, 2016? No, were... no, it's on the oh. other on the other point of the city. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that was a nice house to stay there. He had a beautiful home. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you finally got a place to live for your family. I knew you guys were like in an apartment for what, six months or something? No, two months, two months. Right. Yeah, yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah. We were waiting for the whole truck situation and then we had to, of course, move to a house. So yeah. we just wait, left that there and then came to move the family to, to a better place. So even our dog, man, our poor dog, Argentine dog from 2013, yeah. is still here with us, man. So How's he doing, I think man? he's a little, I is think he's mad at me. He's mad? No, no. Yeah, I think uh, he's mad at me. Why? What'd you do? Uh, well, he's from Argentina. And yeah. then, of course, three years later, we went to live in the States. Yeah. And I guess he thought, man, I'm getting out of Latin America <laughs> to live a life in the States. He was thinking, I'm on the best thing, man. I'm yeah. Living, uh, right. living over in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. And then Coco, when we Coco? brought him Coco, yeah. And when we yeah. brought him back here, I think he just kept looking at me like, dude, I can't believe you're doing this to me, man. <laughs> Why are you bringing me back, man? You had me in the, in the U.S. Yeah. I was living the life, man. So, anyway, of, yeah. What kind of passport does a dog need to travel? Uh, don't really. Um, it's mainly a shot records. If you put in the shot records and everything, they give them uh, paperwork and stuff to travel. So you had the kennel him in the plane, or was he? Uh... Yeah, yeah. He had to. Thankfully, this time we were able to put a, put him with us in the plane. And the ride here was terrible, man. Really, really? it was bad. So I feel bad. For, yeah, we had to do an emergency stop in Peru in the middle of the night. Yeah. So through uh, through hundred and some passengers had to onboard a plane. Wow. Uh, spend half a day in Peru because we had an airplane malfunction. Yikes. Uh, and then in the evening, catch the flight again. So it was, yeah, I feel bad for the guy. For well, the, our detour, dog. the detour in the deep plane is a lot better than the alternative of uh, crashing. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in the ocean. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. But the reason behind it was because there was a bathroom malfunction. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, what? yeah. I think somebody ate a little too much. I think somebody ate a big dinner. Uh oh. Yeah, uh, and I had my suspicion of probably who it was. We had no idea who it was. One of our teenagers. <laughs> we don't know who caused that problem. Then, yeah. 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 Right. Give us an update, man, on Mario's wife and his boys, and tell us what's going on with the church. Everything's good. Yeah, everything is good. So to answer your question, we've we've planted seven churches. Seven. But two of them uh, had to close due to the pandemic, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the other five, by the grace of God, they're still doing. They're still doing good. Our first church plant, um, uh, it's it's uh, about to be nine uh, this year. Wow. Uh, their ninth anniversary. So uh, they're doing really good. They have their own building now, uh, and and everything. The pastors are doing great. Uh, discipling is their strong suit. Uh, then after that, we planted Mario's church right around when you came, Pastor Doug. I remember. Uh, and uh, we, were, oh, we were with them last night, and they're going to celebrate their seventh anniversary right now in, uh, really? in January. So right. I'm going to be preaching that one. So right. hopefully you guys can zoom in or whatever. We'd love to. Who's the pastor there now, now that Mario's with Jesus? His wife, His Adriana. Wife. Look at Adriana. Mm -hmm. She's the one yeah. that won the whole family to Christ, huh? She won the whole family to Christ, man. They're hey, very strong testimony. Give us like a two-minute version of that story of how Mario was involved in some pretty pretty <laughs> bad things, and his wife prayed him out of uh, darkness. So uh, Mario was uh, uh, known as a kingpin here in Salta. 
uh, addicted to drugs since his uh, teenage years. Um, his family hated him for always leaving the family without money and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually his kids, you know, just started to head in that same direction. Yeah. And then their mother, Adriana, started to attend the church. And uh, at this church, she gets saved and she starts to hear about the power of the gospel that can free people from everything. And yeah. and she begins to believe God, man, believes to believe God for a deliverance and, uh, and, uh, and, and her husband. But he starts to get mad at her that she's going to church. She begins to think that uh, she's unfaithful to him with the pastor. Yeah. I don't know, some crazy reason, you know? I, so she begins to pray and then they begin to argue. And then he will get so drunk um, that he will go home. And because she kept going to church, he would beat her to nearly death. Wow. Um, beat her and beat her until one day she uh, decided to defend herself because she would, he would leave her unconscious yeah. uh, in the bathroom. And the kids would see all of that. And every, anyway, it was just a crazy situation. So one day she decides to defend herself. She grabs a knife. And when he's about to punch her, she sticks the knife in his forearm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, there you go, girl. Yeah. Wow. So Pastor Mario had a, a huge scar, man, in his forearm. You know, it had to be at least, you know, 16 inches, 14 inches. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's, you know, they had to save his life <laughs> yeah. through there. Yeah. Long story short, she kept believing God. Years kept going. And she started to bring Mario's clothes with her to church and leave it on uh, on their on the seats of the church. I love so it. she would separate all her children's uh, uh, clothing and her husband, and he would she would put it next to her, to her chair, until man, you know, prayer and and preaching does the trick, and and uh, and Mario gives his life to Jesus and gets radically saved, gets called to the ministry, and then right when he begins to feel a call to plant a church is when we show up in the picture, and we were just able to become a good team. Then Pastor Doug and Kate came down here when all of that was going down, and yeah. and uh, they spoke with Pastor Doug and felt really good about planting the church and, and the church was birth. So that was our second church plan. So it has a very strong testimony. And of course, well, two years ago for the pandemic, uh, Mario gets sick with, um, with the virus and yeah. in three days he dies. Wow. Um, so the family just decided, Hey, listen, you know, God saved us for a reason. He didn't save us to be uh bench warmers we're gonna finish the work that started so they're all of all of them are pastoring the church man thanks for the update with uh adriana and the boys and the church and the other churches are doing great too the other four everything's cool yeah well um the other the other two are in uh, a province uh about two and a half hours from me from Salta, the province of Jujuy. Yeah. And one of them had to, uh, excuse me, two of them had to shut down. So we had three there. Yeah. Um, man, when we started them and uh, they just couldn't survive the pandemic, unfortunately. So we plan on reopening them. Good. Um, at least, you know, we have a, a team. And then of course you guys helped us plant also uh, Buenos Aires uh, with Rodrigo yeah. and Belen. We're passionate. Pastor Ken and the team came and visited. So, yeah. so yeah, that church is doing really well. Really yeah. well. That's Pastor Rodrigo. Rodrigo yeah. and Belen. Because yeah. we help support their, I think we help pay their salary. What did Journey do to help with them? Uh, you guys paid uh, their salary and uh, the church's rent for a full yeah. year. So mm -hmm. extremely thankful for that. What? I, I think that would have been another church had it not been for Journey. Yeah. That probably would have been another church that wouldn't have survived the pandemic. 
And it's healthy and uh, growing now? Yes, very healthy and it's growing a lot. So just glad, excited about the plans that, you know, we have with them. Yeah. And our latest church is in Tucumán. Pastor Ken just came back. Can you want to jump in here? Because uh, Ken led the outreach down. He took a, took a group from Journey to Argentina. Right. There were seven of us that obviously um, Pastor Tanya, Pastor a- uh, Andy from the staff, and then myself, and then four <laughs> folks from the congregation. Um, obviously, we all went there. I think it was November 11th or 12th or something like that and stayed for yeah. about eight mm-hmm. days. and. Yeah, it was a great time. We stopped off in um, Buenos Aires. That's where we flew into, and we got to be with uh, Pastor Rodrigo and uh, Berlin, so th- which was really great because they got a great ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, yeah. so um, they so they, tell me, tell, kind of refresh my memory. They serve in an area. There's an area around them. Is it called the warehouse district or the warehouse area? Yeah, or just the warehouse, something like that. Yeah. So what it is is um, because poverty is just so big in Argentina. Um, uh, homeless people uh, take over abandoned warehouses. Yeah. Uh, so factories shut down, and so homeless people move into these abandoned factories, and they make living, living they make homes out of the out of these uh, factories. And so Pastor Ken and the team went and started visiting in there, huh? Yeah, we, yeah, you go in these little alleyways. I mean, they're barely, I don't know if two people could stand side by side in most of these little alleyways. And there would just be doorways cut in, um, curtains hanging, no doors, mm-hmm. but just curtains mm-hmm. in the people's where where they were living. They're usually just one room kind of facilities, and yeah, the poverty obviously mm-hmm. is staggering and uh, yeah. high crime rate, drug addiction, abuse, rapes. Wow. You know, like yeah. I said, no doors. There's just like a curtain or or a blanket hanging that is the doorway into these places. Is that the place you guys did the outreach, the street outreach? Yeah, the that, first yeah. pictures y'all said, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and that was the first time we did that outreach there. Which, by the way. Uh, if it wasn't for Rodrigo and Belen, the pastors, we wouldn't have been able to get in there because nobody gets in there because uh, of the amount of drugs and crime that goes there. Not even the cops get in there. Really? So, but but the church has such a strong witness there because it serves people and helps the kids out mm-hmm. that uh, they they let us in really, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't they don't let anybody just walk in there and take pictures and stuff. You know, it's it's pretty dangerous. How far is Rodrigo's church from the warehouse area? Oh, it, it's it's in it's in the warehouse district. It's in there, yeah, but yeah, about three, yeah. about three blocks away from where we met. But yeah, yeah they're yeah. right there. That yeah. particular spot, yeah. But a corner from the church, we have another another district. Which I don't think he wanted to take you guys there because it would be too risky. <laughs> really? Yeah. Super gringos mm-hmm. probably carrying cash on them. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So so he did good. He brought you to a location where it's, you know, a little bit more traffic and people can see you and stuff. So, yeah. but again, had it not been for the church's witness there, they wouldn't have let us in. So yeah. just excited, man. Uh, the ministry that they, they have and how they serve people really yeah. love people. I think that's what probably impacts me the most that they really, truly love people. <laughs> Yeah, they, they really do. Yeah, and it was a great time. And we, we of course, we went for about a half hour, 45 minutes, just in and out of all those little alleyways, telling people we were going to have a meeting. And then they had came out, set up all the music instruments, and they did worship, shared a few testimonies. Mm-hmm. Then we got to preach. And then, I don't know, we gave stuff away. I think we gave some stuff away. Was it groceries or nail polish? Yeah, no, nail, pol- nail polish stuff. Yeah. yeah, made balloon animals and all those type of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay with being surrounded by kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Did yeah. you use the costumes you brought with you? Oh yeah, we used the well, not there. We didn't use the costumes there, but we did when we went to oh, you later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it was it was a great outreach, and I, just like Louis said, they really do love those people. Man. They just care yeah. for them, and yeah, you can't say enough good stuff about Rodrigo in, in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they never they have never done. Uh, there has never been um, an outreach in that area done by any church that that, that we know of for the past twenty years. Why? Yeah, yeah. So. God bless them. How far is Tucumán away from the warehouse church? A plane ride. Or yeah. A long way. Yeah. 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 So, so you guys, yeah, two hours, two hours away uh, flying. Reach a day or two? No, we were just there for that day, that okay. Saturday. Day. And then on Sunday, um, there's obviously there are three of us pastors, and we all split up and preached at uh, two different churches on Sunday, one in the morning and one in the evening. Oh, wow. So y'all, y'all covered six churches that day then? Yeah. 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 What did you preach at? I preached, uh, I, uh, I forget the first church. It was an older church, very well established. He used to be the president, or not the president, the superintendent. Of, oh, yeah, the nas- national superintendent for 30 years in Argentina. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. And so really good church, the pastor, a godly man. He had a, Now, he had a stroke not too long ago. <laughs> he had just had a stroke, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. so he was a little bit, you know, moving a little bit slowly, but kind of coming out of it, so oh, praise God. Right. And so yeah. I was there in the morning, but then I was at Rodrigue's church uh, in the evening. Yeah. 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 So and then yeah. we had some good empanadas and, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and, and rain. It rained oh, like yeah, crazy. Rain. That day, rain. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It rained like Louisiana rain. Oh, Streets boy. were yeah. flooded and yeah, it was rain. Yeah. So we were serving, the team was serving in different places and then we all gathered in Rodrigo's church at the end so we can grab all grab uh, Ubers back to our hotels. Yeah. <laughs> Fun. I love outreaches, bro, because you got all the ministry going on. Everybody comes together and you catch up with what's happening and then you eat some good food and yeah. pray together. It's such a such a you know team building effort. Yeah. And then on Monday, yeah. we, um, we flew out to Tucumán and got yes. there just in time to be with their they held a week-long tent ministry revival uh crusade. And on the land, and we should probably talk about the land uh, that we were able to help purchase for that church plant. Yeah. 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 All all that story is really uh, kind of what I wanted to share today, uh, PD, if it's okay. Because I I think I think we have to kind of know the backstory of of things. So, you know, better appreciate um, their significance, I guess. But just just that whole story of the land, the whole story of how that church plant came to be. Uh, it's just a God thing, man. It just has God written all over it. Yeah. Uh, because when Pastor Ken uh, and I spoke about the trip to Argentina this year in the summer in Louisiana, uh, I was thinking, yes, you know, I know that uh, the AG here, the National AG, has a big, big emphasis in the north of Argentina and, and is focusing on Tucumán because Tucumán is kind of like the center of all the north if it makes any sense mm-hmm. um, and so they want to start there and from there launch upwards north right uh, and so i kind of knew that the idea was to come on but then you begin to think okay i don't have anybody there how are we going to do this possible and i just pray you just begin to pray and then there was this this pastor uh uh who's known in the country uh for evangelism and the guy held his name is uh pastor alberto ferrano and he, the guy held, listen to this, PD, he held 1,000 nights of crusade. 
Mm. Or in other words, 1,000 nights of evangelism mm. to where for 1,000 nights without single, without missing a beat, he was every night preaching outside wow. um, with the church. So he had services outside for three three years. Yeah, just insane. So due to all of that, and you know, hundreds and thousands of people that came to Christ, um, uh, the um, uh, missionary body says, "Hey, listen." Let's partner with this guy and let's go and open a church in Tucumán. So we did that. But beginning in August, we started to look for a location where we could plant a church with uh, Pastor Alberto in Tucumán. But we visited over 28 different sites and locations and none of them opened. I mean, it was just like uh, uh, we had a location secured and then last minute, uh, uh, it didn't happen. So we just started to get, I was starting to get frustrated. Like, okay, God, I know you said Tucuman, but, but what's going on in the middle of that, the presbyter of Tucuman, uh, reaches out to me. He said, Hey, listen, I know that you are, uh, going to work in this area. I just want to let you know, I don't want anything in return. I just want to offer you our service, our people. We're here to serve you to mm. see the kingdom come. Yeah. Uh, he invited me over to a weekend. I went to preach in his church. And uh, whenever I went to preach there, God spoke to me. Uh, and that's, I guess that's the word I wanted to share today. Because for me, plan A was to go with what we see uh, uh, the organization doing. That's plan A. My, my plan B was to go with the people the presbyter had offered. Uh, and uh, just being frustrated with, you know, things and not really falling into place. This word came to my to my heart. It really felt like God said, "Sometimes uh, your plan B is my plan A," mm. um, and and that's exactly what what happened. Because whenever we started talking with the presbyter and his people, um, we noticed that there was a lady uh, in the area that had been praying for a church for over ten years. So her mother de dedicated to evangelism on this little uh, uh, town known as Los Vagistos. And she started praying for this particular land at a corner for 10 years. Then the lady passed away two years ago. Uh, but she kept praying for this particular land at a corner uh, of an intersection, of an important intersection in that town. Uh, and then she dies, but she leaves behind children as she has one to the Lord. And she leaves behind her daughter to become in charge of the church. Her name is Veronica. Uh, and then whenever I come with the plan of open churches and nothing is happening, they say, hey, listen, we have uh, a team ready. We have kids ministry and we're praying for this land. And whenever she says we're praying for this land, I said, I got to talk to Pastor Kent because <laughs> because land here is expensive. Yeah. And that land there was very, very cheap. Wow. And whenever we spoke with, with Pastor Kent and then they were just kind of how everything uh, happened, a few thousands of dollars. You know, we were able to, I say a few thousand, but compared to what's, you know, other in other places and other locations here in Argentina to buy, you know, land, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars in places that nobody would ever invest. Yeah. Uh, but um, by God's grace, man, yeah, you guys journey just really helped us to accomplish people's dreams. Uh, but more than that, because I think sometimes we just think, ah, oh, we're going on a mission trip. We don't understand just, you know, just how many answers prayers we are just by simply leaving the comfort 
of mm. our of our home and and reaching out and just how many dreams were accomplished in those days were just phenomenal, man. So mm. I'll send Kate some pictures. I don't know if he, he can share it of, of the land there. Hey, Louise, can, can I interrupt you just for a second and kind of tell yeah. a little bit about that story? So we were talking about this whole process of going up to Tucumán and who we were going to be with and, you know, the plan A and the plan B and has anything materialized each another way? And, and Luis was sharing me the story about this piece of land. And, um, and we were just, you know, it's just, you just, you don't know what's going on. And we were, we were mentioning it. I said, so how much is the land? He goes, I think she wants like $10,000, but I think we can get it for like six or eight. And, and then, you know, I said, okay, you know, you know, we can pray about that. And then, so I bring it to my crew, the, the seven of us that are going. And I said, Hey, um, uh, here's what's going on. We don't know exactly where we're going to be, but but this is what pla- uh, Pastor Luis thinks is happening. And they, this little church is trying to plant, trying to buy this piece of land. And somebody said, well, how much is the land? I said, I don't know. It's like six grand or something like that. And we just had our meeting. We were doing our weekly meetings. And so the next day I get a call from one of the ladies that was going on the trip, Mrs. Jacqueline Wall. And she says, Pastor Ken, I want to buy that land. I said, uh, what? She goes, yeah, I want to raise some money. I want to buy that land for $6,000. And I was like, okay, hold on a minute. Wow. Uh, I don't, let me, Come let me, on, Jesus. Let me find out exactly how much the price is because, you know, I'm just going, we don't really know how much. If she wants 10, we're thinking maybe we can talk her down. I said, I don't know exactly how much it is. She goes, well, I've already got a plan. I've already reached out to people. Whatever they donate, I'll match and those type of things. And uh, anyway, through it all, she raised uh, about 4,200 of it, little, almost half wow. of the money just between wow. her and a, like three or four donors wow. and uh and then journey partnered and said hey we'll give a certain amount and then yeah. you had a little bit and together um and the owner wanted 10 grand she wasn't coming off that that number she was not coming off that number but yeah but again man it was a god thing right it was it was, it was yeah. a god thing in the whole you know we didn't know what we were going to go expect maybe just preach at some tent meetings and in the end we ended up able to help purchase a piece of land where god can establish a church permanently right yeah, that permanently. Yes, yeah. It's, so it's, tent, it's, it's there now. So the tent crusade took place on the land that we bought? Yes, sir. Wow, that was just an act and of the, God. the same yes. land the lady had been praying for, the, uh, the pastor's mother had been praying for for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Power of prayer, man. Yeah. Power of yeah. prayer. 10 years of prayer. Prayer, faithfulness. Yeah. 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 So but, like how I said, did that crusade go ahead? No, no, you go ahead. How did that crusade go? Y'all went every night? The yeah, yeah. They, well, yeah. So we got there. Uh, I think it was Monday night, and um, yeah. And Pastor Luis, we got there just in time for Pastor Luis to go up on stage and preach. Wow! <laughs> so, uh, but services started late. They started eight o'clock, eight thirty. You know, it's Latin yeah. American time. You know, yeah. it's around that time. And uh, yeah, and so you get done. You do a lot of ministry, praying for the, you know, praying for sick, yeah. praying for healings, praying for uh, deliverance, all those type of things. So it was a meeting well attended. You had a good turn, good crowd at the tent. Yes, yes, we had uh, about a hundred people the first night, oh, nice. uh, and then we maxed it out the last night. We ended up at I think two twenty or two forty with sixty, sixty-two, sixty something new believers, and yeah. twenty-two of them got baptized last Praise night. God, wow, that's beautiful, awesome. man! Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a Thursday night. Uh, was it a kids' crusade which I did? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of. Wasn't Andy, was Andy preaching at that crusade? It yeah. looked like a pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy preached, and my son David translated. So it was awesome yeah. to see both of them there. Man, that's so great, bro. 
Great, yeah. man. The West Bank is producing some men of God, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. David Amen. Padilla and Andy Ricketts, man, both hail from the West Bank. It's beautiful, bro. Both came from our campus in, uh, in the yeah. building in, in Belchase. Yeah, yeah so. that's so beautiful, man. Incredible, man. So proud of what Andy did and what you guys are doing. So the church is uh, meeting on Sunday now? They're meeting on Sunday. I don't know if, Kay, if you can share some pictures there of last night. Uh, yeah. So this is the second Sunday there. Uh, and, uh, and they having about, uh, she said, you know, the people that are coming, there, there are a few of them, but, yeah. but they're faithful and they're true to, to this house, you know, yeah. uh, other people that have gotten saved were already living someplace else and had their own churches, other places. So yeah. it's fine. But, but I know for a, a fact, we have a good, a good team that's beginning to, to build. And so they have in church, man, on the land, we, the journey purchase, they have in church there every oh, uh, still in the tent Sunday night and Wednesday night. Are they selling the tent? No, no, just with chairs. We, we okay. also help to purchase the chairs. Okay, but they have a building on the land or what? No, on the on the dirt. They have a They're meeting on the outside dirt. of the dirt. Wow. On the dirt. Yeah, on, yeah it's a picture there if you can see it. Okay, yeah, definitely. There we go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so they're meeting out, outdoors and on, on the dirt. Yeah. But just today she was telling me that um, – uh, that well, that's another thing. See, what, what I'm trying to tell you is, uh, we just don't understand how many dreams can 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 God use us to accomplish because because of what she did. You know, of them being faithful there in the area, the pastors there, they they got ordained uh, this Saturday night. So the pastor oh, wow. recognized the presbyter. Their pastor recognized. Hey, listen, you guys, you know, you are ready to go. You know, a team came from the states and they opened a church. You guys are ready to be released. Let's just have you guys ordained, and they were ordained this past Saturday night, man. So it's so just beautiful. beautiful. Who's the uh, senior pastor there? Uh, Oscar and Veronica. Yeah, yeah. And who was that prayer warrior that prayed ten years? What's her name? Uh, I don't know her name, but it was Veronica's mother. Wow, man, mm-hmm. pastor's yeah, every, mom. Every great move of God is born in prayer, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. The woman prayed ten years, man. That's the grace yeah. of Jesus, bro. Amen. Grace of Amen. Jesus. Yeah, so that became our, our sixth church plan, thanks to you guys. Number six, man. Number six. six. We got nine hundred and ninety-four to go. Yeah. <laughs> To get, Amen. To get to, get to a thousand, yeah, yeah, we're so proud <laughs> of you. Uh, Pastor Ken's got, got a lot of stories. I'm going to tell a couple of them, man. Some of the good stuff that uh, you guys saw and the miracles and the salvations. You want to tell a couple? Yeah. Stories? Well, I think I think one of the things that kind of just as kind of a overview of um, the trip was we were just excited to be back doing missions trips. You know, yeah. because of COVID and all the so different true. things. You know, the the things that you had to do to get into different countries was, you know, very limiting to the people, very daunting for a lot of people. I got to be vexed. I got to be this. I got to do this. I got to be tested. And it just kind of shut down, I think, uh, evangelism or missions work to a great extent around the world. And so now to get back to it, we were very excited. And so um, just that whole process. And, you know, there's a there's kind of the debate on with these short-term missions trips and do they have value and and, and what kind of um, you know, and just what kind of value they do add. And Pastor Luis, don't you? So I'm I'm a proponent of of small or what do we call it short-term, short-term missions yeah. trips. Does does that benefit you as a as a missionary as somebody out on the group? Does it really do anything for you guys? Definitely, definitely. Um, for once, it injects it injects the missionary because uh, one of the things a missionary family goes through is just a lot of loneliness. Yeah. You know, and whenever you have a lot of when you have a team from homecoming, 
uh, and inject you again, like, okay, it renews your commitment. Why are you really here? You know, come on, let's go wake up, you you know, stay focused. You're here doing an assignment. So on a personal level, it injects you with a lot of vision, uh, a lot of passion for, for, for Christ, you know? Uh, And then the other value behind it is that, you know, the work we get to do together, you know, you have that, what you call it, that collaborate effort, right? We're doing something together. Uh, uh, And so it helps the team itself out. And then, and then uh, I guess on a different level, it's, man, what you're doing in the region, what you're doing in the land itself, like, you know, the stories we just mentioned, uh, how many dreams, you just have no idea how many dreams we can accomplish, you know, God, yeah, God can use us to accomplish in people's life, you know, and, and uh, I think God has, God gave a lot of grace to, to, to North America, to the United States. So whenever, you know, anybody from the States comes, comes anywhere in the world, People are just awed, you know, that, that we will leave our riches or our comfort. And I think that's a picture of Christ, right? That Christ left behind his riches to, to reach us. Um, and then and then the other thing I would think also is that, uh, so I had a, a, another team that came in September, some brothers that came from uh, <laughs> from Texas and, uh, and Arkansas. And one of the guys that came, he's 27 years old, man, has a, you know, a brilliant future in Arkansas. Um, as a as a news anchor, uh, and, and just begin to feel bothered that you know, hey, you know, this guy's wasting his life. Uh, he's Christian, you know, he's he loves God. He's a great musician. He's a great preacher. I just think he's wasting his life in the states. <laughs> He needs to give his life to missions and, and to ministry. So I called him when he was on his way here. He said, hey, man, you're going to hate me for this, but I think God's just really going to mess with you when you come down here. I just think God's going to ruin you, man. God's going to ruin your life. <laughs> God's going to ruin your life, and you, you're going to get called to missions. And he just blew it off like, man, nah, you're crazy. We're friends, of course. Man, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. I'm going to Argentina on vacation. I'm going to disconnect from everything. I want you to take me to see all these places. I just want to disconnect. Sure enough, 10 days later, the guy cry and weeping and all this. Man, I just can't believe it, man. God's calling me to Argentina. I love this, oh, I love this land. And so he went and uh, he went back home in September and prayed about it. I told him, look, don't make any decisions now. Pray and fast. But long story short, in October, he put in his resignation. Mm-hmm. And in Jan- January, he's applying uh, to become a missionary to Argentina. So he's going to be working here with us. So does it have benefit? Man, yeah, you just don't know. You just don't know how much God wants to use use our lives in the, in the mission field, you know? Yeah, well, that yeah, that and that's what that's my take on missions, short-term missions, too. It, it's just, you can't measure exactly what God's going to do. So many times people want to just put the measurement on, we could just give them the money and and say, mm. but there's just so many other things that take place. And I think yeah. that's part of one of the stories is just, and it's kind of a generic thing, is just how many relationships were made, you know, genuine mm. relationships, people loving on people, regardless of race, regardless of region, regardless of, you know, economic things, just people just connecting with people uh, and, yeah. and praying for them and loving them and believing in them. Uh, so, so yeah, so there was a lot of that happened. Every one of our teammates, you know, they had stories of, well, I met this one woman or I met this guy and we prayed and mm-hmm. he was on, you know, just all the encouragement mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. So that happened and, you know, the specifics are just so, you know, we, we I don't know if we want to get into specifics. I will say one story in particular, there was a lady named Ruth and she lived just a few blocks away from that piece of property. 
And uh, yeah. I guess she had been coming to the church, and her prayer on the first night was that she was the only one serving the Lord in her family. And she said, I just want my family to serve the Lord. And so, you know, of course, I don't know who prayed with her, but somehow the story came to the team. So we prayed for her and prayed about her situation. And then the next day, Tuesday, I think it was, we were just doing evangelism. And we were going from house to house talking, and we saw Ruth, and we stopped over there, met her parents. She lives with her parents. Ruth has a few kids. And, um, yeah, and met them and greeted them. And then kind of we went down the street and circled back. And uh, on the way back, Ruth's parents invited us in, said, hey, would you come in? And uh, they had a couple of drinks, you know, some drinks for us. And we just kind of sat around. And so there's about eight or nine of us on the team at that point. I, I think Pastor Alberto was there with us and myself and a couple others. And we just started talking to her parents and we asked them, why don't you go to church? And she began to lay out this, you know, the story of how the church she had been going to hurt her and she would never go back to church. And, you know, and Pastor Alberto just kind of listened to her and then he just looked at her and said, you need to get back to church. You know you need to get back to church. And then I was able to talk to her and say, hey, we'd love for you to come tonight, be our guest, come see us. And uh, and that night she came. That night she came. She rededicated her life. That was a, you know, a great story. Uh, you know, we were just excited. You know, here's part of the family coming back. Uh, the next day, which was Wednesday, um, I was walking around. Uh, I didn't have an interpreter with me. I was just kind of walking around, you know, uh, saying hola to people, you know, the little como uh, esta, the little uh, English I, or Spanish I did know. And uh, people were, you know, were greeting people. And all of a sudden I see Ruth and her mom and her and two of her kids running, I say running, coming towards me quickly. And the mom had the, the boy, he's probably seven, maybe eight. And uh, and she was just, you could tell they were distraught. They were all crying. And, and she was oh, pointing, yeah. pointing at her son. And you could tell when I looked at the son, I could tell that his arm bent at a at an angle that's just not supposed to happen. And uh, they were just speaking to me in Spanish, and I was saying uh, no habla español, and you know, and they were just they were had me, you know, they, one of me had by my by the arm, and the other one had me by the shirt, and they were talking to me, and they were just going on, and I and I was like, okay, let me just. So I just scooped up the little boy, and I came back, and that's when we found you in the back, and said, hey, Luis, help us here, what's going on? And uh, yeah, the little boy on his way to church fell down and broke his arm. It was yeah, so yeah, so so tragic. But the pastor Veronica, the you know, the woman that's she she got she said, look, I'll take him to the hospital. She jumped in the car, even though you know she's it's her night, you know her church, all those type of things. She said, I'll take him. She put him in the car that night, took him to the hospital. Come to find out, he broke broke, broke bones. He was going to need surgery, and we were just wondering, you know, how is this going to affect the family? You, you know, because sometimes people interpret <laughs> events. Not in in, 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 in a, from a different perspective. Is this going to be a discouragement? Could they find any comfort in this? You know, do they see God at work? And so we didn't know how they would handle it. Um, uh, but the next day, they came after the little boy had had surgery, and they brought him to service on Thursday, <laughs> which was the kids' event. And there he was in his cast, and wow. he had had the surgery. And one of the stories they told us is that um, before they sent him to the hospital is that we prayed for him. And so we all gathered around, just prayed that God would do something in his life, would heal him, you know, whatever. And uh, come to find out the next day that uh, Ruth said that when they went to give him pain medication, after we prayed for him, because he was obviously in a lot of pain that night uh, when he had first broke it, um, she, Ruth said, she told the doctors, she talked to the little boy, he said, he said he feels no pain. 
And the next day wow. after he had, they had operated on his arm, where they asked him, you know, we're going to give him some stuff for pain. And the mom kept saying, but he says he feels no pain, no pain, <laughs> which is, a, you know, it's an incredible thing. It's like, okay, maybe God kept that from them. Uh, I kind of was hoping God would just heal the bones. That would have been great too. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but God does what God does. Um, but then to see that whole family there that night, to understand that there are people that love them and cared for them and that we loved them and cared for them and would help them uh, kind of in any way we could. Uh, that's kind of what it's all about, right? Winning yeah. families yeah. back to Christ, seeing families restored Amen. and and uh, one back to the Lord. So that was probably one of the biggest stories over that. Was, you know, it was kind of a multiple day type of a thing that just kind of escalated and showed the power of God in, in the lives of some folks' lives. That's really good, Pastor Ken. And they never missed, they didn't miss a single night of church. They came every single night. And I believe one of her grandkids, one of, one of Ruth's kids got baptized also on yeah. the, on the, on on the crusade, so it was just amazing, and they're still there. Yeah, they're still the awesome. serving. Praise wow. God! So wow, yeah, that's beautiful, man. So Luis, as we're wrapping it up, tell us about the future. What is your vision? What's going on with Argentina? We're down to the last few minutes, so give us uh, give us some vision for the future. Yeah, Amen. Well, uh, on this term, um, we believe God, God spoke to our hearts that in the next four years we're supposed to plant. 10 churches. Um, So we planted one already, so nine more to go. Uh, Of course, this is all uh, stuff we can do in the natural, right? What we feel like we can do it in our ability. Uh, But, but, you know, one of the pastors told me, man, you're going to, we're going to do much more than that. You have a team behind you and, you know, there's so so many more people that needs to be reached and we're going to do more than that. But in the natural, uh, I think in the next four years, we, we could still plant, you know, nine churches, um, solid, healthy churches. So that's one area. Continue to plant. You know, there's more roots out there that, uh, that need Jesus, you know. Um, and then secondly, also just begin the process of um, raising leaders, man. It really here's a lack of leadership, uh, church leadership. Really don't have healthy leaders to uh, to yeah. point the way, you know. And so, at the beginning in March, we begin to have these workshops for church planners. Uh, um, that I just wanted to begin to uh, grow in in particular areas, you know, their mental health, their spiritual health, their emotional health, their their marriage life, family life, you know. And yeah. and so, uh, with the next church planners that that we have, we want them to to be you know developed in that area. So, yeah. in a nutshell. Uh, plant nine more churches and uh, and begin a school of, of leadership for for these new pastors. Well, we're going to be praying. Journeys have you praying for you and Lourdes and your and your sons. Uh, we're praying for the church plants that you've already established and the ten or the nine that yet to go. Uh, so we're going to pray for uh, the new church plants. We're going to pray for a leadership development plan, and we're going to pray for God to do the supernatural. Maybe a exceedingly and abundantly above what you're even believing for man just an outpouring an outpouring nationwide outpouring of the spirit in argentina man so we're just so proud of you and so so grateful for your commitment to jesus and for the lost and all that you're doing for uh for the kingdom we love you and we, we pray for you and we are proud of you every day man Thank you, Pastor Doug. I would say that I learned from the best, learn from you, Pastor Ken, the journey team, just you guys really just model that life for me, man, that, you know, yeah. it makes you, it makes you, yeah, and inspires you to become, you know, really, really followers of Jesus. So kudos yeah. to you guys for, well, for showing uh, Pastor, the way till this day. Amen. Pastor Ken's a busy uh, 
planning for 2023 for our go trips. Uh, yeah. So is Argentina on the maybe list? Or yeah, I, yeah. Just about everybody that came this time wants to go back. So oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so we may be coming back down again <laughs> next year, man. Yeah. Come on down here, man. <laughs> yeah. Try to come with a little bit more time so we can have a day to to party, man. Or yeah. <laughs> sightsee. Yeah. And maybe take them fishing at the dam. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll do that one. <laughs> I, I was almost a casualty at the fishing trip to the dam, man. It was rough. Yeah. I think Pastor, Pastor Doug threw up the whole way, man. Yeah, I was sick the whole time. Yeah, but it was still, man, a great, great trip, man, to be with you uh, and be with Lourdes and the boys. So you boys were both still home now. They're grown men. So what a, what a great what a great thing, man, to see what God's doing in your family and your marriage and, and your, your cute little dog, Coco. Coco, <laughs> yeah. We love, yeah, he's around here somewhere. Yeah. Anything you want to close out with? Any story you want to tell or any no, final no, words? No, I, obviously we just appreciate Lourdes and Luis and yeah. uh, obviously David. Uh, you know, he really stepped up, did a lot of great things. Um yeah, just it's just a great time. I mean, you know, and if people know people in ministry, especially in missions, yeah. just like Louise said, you yeah. know, you leave everything. You yeah. go away from family, friends, every living in different cultures, different countries, and just the the amount of support they need is yeah. is tremendous. And so, mm-hmm. reach out to them, love on them, bless them. You know, in this day and age, it used to be you had to write handwritten letters. Now we can text, we can Zoom, you can do so many different things, FaceTime yeah. through mm-hmm. the WhatsApp, so many different apps that you can take now and yeah. just stay so in true. contact, but to to keep encouraging one another. That's right. The scripture tells yeah. us encourage one another in the Lord. And yes. so, so just to be Amen. that constant encouragement, I think it's just so important. Yeah. Pastor Luis, thank you so much. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Close it out. I was just going to say, uh, uh, wrapping up what Pastor Ken was saying, just thank you guys. Thanks for coming and thanks for being missions minded, you know, and, and to love the Great Commission. And I was going to be a little selfish when you guys first came because. It was like one or two days. I just wanted them for for ourselves, you know. It was, yeah. it was just just seeing my journey family. It was just like, yeah. truly, it was an an, an oasis, man, to us. Yeah. So just thank you guys. Thanks for coming and leaving with everything behind. But thank you, Pastor, for the invitation today and yeah. for the privilege of being with you, learning from you. You know, always always learning from you, Pastor, and always trying to be like you. So so thank you so much for for leading the way for us, man. And it's an honor to be um, to be with you. And thank you for making time for us in your busy schedule. And uh, we want you to know, man, you're in our prayers and thoughts every day. You and Mortis and your boys, we pray for you every day. And we're just so excited about the future, about coming back down there uh, now that Amen. we can freely travel again. Uh, we do, as you know uh, very well, we do go trips. Uh, we've been to... Yeah about 25 different countries, uh, most of them multiple times. So we have a couple of hundred mission trips under our belt and we just love the great commission. And we feel like the go trips, like you and uh, Pastor Kim was saying just now, those go trips do three things in our, our belief. First, it fulfills the great commission, the most important thing. Second, it encourages the missionaries and their families. And third, it transforms all of the team members who go on these trips. They come back forever changed by the power of God. You know, so we love those and we'll be planning to return down uh to Argentina to see you. And when will your term be at when when will you guys come back to the US? Uh four, four or five years from now, maybe? That's a great question that I wanna I wanna yeah. wrap up with uh with a stinger. Okay, go ahead. We uh we um our term ends in June 2026. Okay. And if Jesus tarries, that will be the next World Cup that will be played in the United States. <laughs> Whoa! There you go. 
<laughs> what city is going to uh, host the World Cup? It's actually Mexico and U.S. Mexico, Canada, United States. But I think they're going to rule Mexico out. It's a North America. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be Canada and the United States. Yeah. Wow, man. So you'll be so hopefully we come as champions, as world yeah, champions. Man. The reigning <laughs> world champions, bro. Yeah. yeah. Well, we count down the days to see your face again, and maybe we'll get to come Thank visit you, you sooner. Uh, but we love you so much and uh, can't, can't wait to see stuff. you again. And um, thanks for joining us today, man, on our stories. Uh, so thanks, Thank you. all of you who are watching today. You've been uh, with us uh, as we visited with Pastor Luis Padilla, who is in Argentina. Uh, Pastor Ken was down there with the Journey team uh, just a few weeks ago. And we'll be planning another one for the next calendar year. Uh, but you can find out much more about our Go Trips. We'll be doing a podcast real soon. Uh, the whole thing dedicated to our 2023 go trips. Uh, we have about a half a dozen nations uh, on our list, our mm -hmm. prayer list. Uh, so we'll probably pick two or three of those nations. And I think one of them is going to be Argentina. Uh, but if you're a journey uh, attender or a member and want to go with us, uh, stay tuned for more details. You can plan ahead. Uh, we'll be announcing those in January, what our prayer plans are. To, for our go trips uh also if you haven't downloaded our journey app do that right now go to your app store uh, type in journey fellowship church in the search bar download the journey app it is packed full of resources to help you in your journey of faith a great way to get connected find a small group watch past sermons watch some of the stories uh podcasts from days gone by lots of good uh faith building resources uh, also at jf.church our our web address you can find also driving directions if you live on the North Shore or New Orleans and want to visit and worship with us in person. Uh, you can find service times, driving directions, uh, kind of get set up to visit us on Sunday, uh, jf.church. So on behalf of Pastor Luis Padilla and Pastor Ken, uh, I'm Doug McAllister for Journey Fellowship Church. You've been watching stories I didn't tell last Sunday. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you next time.